Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 94 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading James chapter 5 today, and our focus is on the dangers of breaking the law right in front of the judge. So it's a daily 10-minute podcast you're listening to, roughly 10 minutes, give or take a few, and we go through one chapter of the Bible a day and discuss it. Please do check out our website, Bible2021.com. You can contact us there, check out show notes, a transcript, all that kind of good stuff. And I would ask you to leave a review of the show on Apple Podcasts. Now, normally when I talk about James chapter 5, I talk about praying like Elijah. It's one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, and we have great guidance there on how to pray with amazing faith. And so when we listen, when we read that part, listen carefully to what James says about praying like Elijah. But since I think I covered that like two or three times last year in the Bible reading podcast, today we're going to talk about something different. But if you do want to hear some information on praying like Elijah, just go to our old website, BibleReadingPodcast.com and look up James 5, or Pray Like Elijah, or something like that. There's a search bar there, and you'll find it. But today, we're talking about something different. As a young fellow, I was a bit uh, mischievous, you might say. Now, look, I wasn't exactly a hardened criminal or anything like that. I was never sent to jail, but I did have a few uh, episodes, including the time I was caught shoplifting as an eight-year-old, and the police brought me home to my parents, who absolutely tanned my hide, as they said back in the day. And yeah, that really happened. I really was eight. Another thing that really happened is probably even more foolish than that, considering I was more like 18 or 19 and not eight, and I really should have known better. I was driving with my good friend Bradford M., Ooh, that might be too much identifying information. Let's just say B. Morrow. So me and B were riding through an affluent suburb of Birmingham called Vestavia Hills. B was riding shotgun, and I was the driver. Now, B was completely innocent. This is all on me. As we were ambling along, cutting up, and all that kind of stuff you do when you're 18 or 19, a motorcycle policeman pulled up alongside us. Now, Normal standard operating procedure, at least in the United States, when a law enforcement officer is around and you're driving, is like to immediately begin to do everything extremely proper. No speeding, no weaving, eyes on the road, two hands on the wheel, eyes straight ahead, etc. Except, well, I was kind of an idiot. And to amuse my friend, I kept making faces at the motorcycle police officer, who, I swear, it seemed like he was looking straight ahead, all stoic-like. He wasn't paying attention to me at all. He, after a few faces like that, um, turned on his lights and pulled me over. Now, I guess he was obviously a dad or something and had eyes on the side of his face. I don't know how he saw me. Like I said, I was an idiot. But he didn't mention the faces I was making when he pulled me over. He just asked to see my ID, insurance information, all that kind of good stuff, gave me a very stern and intimidating look, and then went on his way. And I learned a lesson that night that I should have learned probably when I was four, but I did learn a lesson. Doing something silly or illegal right in front of law enforcement or a judge is absolutely foolish and ridiculous, and it will get you in trouble. And James is going to warn us about this tonight in our verse of the day, James chapter 5, verse 9, which says, Brothers and sisters, do not complain about one another, 
so that you will not be judged. Look, the judge stands at the door. Well, the exhortation is pretty clear. Don't complain about each other because, hey, the judge is right there. He's watching. He's at the door. Now, I am myself on social media. I think it has a place, although it's pretty toxic sometimes. Just tonight, though, I broadcast a Good Friday message over our church's Facebook page, which you can find by going to facebook.com and searching for VBC Salinas. That's the church that I'm the pastor of. Uh, VBC, letters VBC, Valley Baptist Church of Salinas, California. And we use social media to reach people with the good news. But you usually don't have to spend, I don't know, more than five or ten minutes on social media to see a Christian complaining about another Christian, right? That's a pretty common thing to see. Why? Well, because most people think of complaining as the most minor of sins, sort of like going, I don't know, one mile over the speed limit or something like that, or saying fiddlesticks. But it turns out that the judge of all the earth, the one who is standing at the door, he doesn't think that same way about complaining. It's a big deal to him. Don't believe me? Well, let's look up a random Bible chapter. I'll spin the wheel here. Oh, Numbers 11. Let's check that out. Numbers 11, verse 1. Now the people began complaining openly before the Lord about hardship. When the Lord heard, his anger burned and fire from the Lord blazed among them and consumed the outskirts of the camp. Then the people cried out to Moses and he prayed to the Lord and the fire down died down. So that place was named Taborah, place of burning, because the Lord's fire had blazed among them. Well, look. If you ask me, even if you ask idiot me who made faces at cops on motorcycles, I think I might have learned my lesson about complaining after one incident of fire coming from the Lord and eating people up. Maybe I wouldn't have, but I'll tell you who didn't learn that lesson. The Israelites, at least some of them, because verse 4 tells us that contemptible people among them had a strong craving for other food, and the Israelites cried out again and complained and said, who will feed us meat? And in verse 13, Moses says, where can I get meat to give all these people? They're crying to me, give us meat to eat. I can't carry all those people by myself. They're too much for me. If you're going to treat me like this, God, just kill me right now. If you're pleased with me, don't let me see my misery anymore. Now, look, I don't want to make too much light of the difficulty Moses had leading the stubborn and complaining people of Israel, but that's a little drama queenie there, right? Uh, If you're going to treat me like this, just kill me now. That sort of sounds like a teenager, but who am I to judge Moses? Let's keep going. Verse 18, God says to Moses, Tell the people, purify yourselves in readiness for tomorrow, and you will eat meat because you cried before the Lord, who will feed us meat? We had it really good in Egypt. The Lord will give you meat and you will eat. You will eat, verse 19, not for one day or two days or five days or 10 days or 20, but uh, for a whole month until it comes out of your nostrils and becomes nauseating to you. Because you have rejected the Lord who was coming among you and cried to him, who is among you and cried to him, why did we ever leave Egypt? So we can see in the book of Numbers and a lot of places in the Bible, complaining is a dangerous activity. And we see in our passage today that complaining about other people is a dangerous activity and it will result in us ourselves receiving harsh judgment because when we complain, we're going to be judged for what we're complaining about. Which is fine, right? If you and I are perfect and never guilty about what we complain about in other people. But 
If we're honest, we know we are almost always guilty of that which we grumble about in others, which makes complaining about each other very, very dangerous. It's also prideful, as James told us yesterday in James chapter 4, verse 12. There is one lawgiver and judge who is able to save and to destroy, but who are you to judge your neighbor? Well, the flip of James 5, 9 is Philippians 4, 5, which says, Let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Well, that's a lot better than judging people. Either way, the Lord is near. So we should be a people of graciousness, not a people of judgment. Let's read our chapter. James 5, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. Come now, you rich people. Weep and wail over the miseries that are coming on you. Your wealth has rotted and your clothes are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver are corroded, and their corrosion will be a witness against you and will eat your flesh like fire. You've stored up treasure in the last days. Look, the pay that you withheld from the workers who mowed your fields cries out, and the outcry of the harvesters has reached the ears of the Lord of armies. You have lived luxuriously on the earth and have indulged yourselves. You've fattened your hearts in a day of slaughter. You've condemned, you have murdered the righteous who does not resist you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, be patient until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth and is patient with it until it receives the early and the late rains. You also must be patient. Strengthen your hearts because the Lord's coming is near. Brothers and sisters, do not complain about one another so that you will not be judged. Look, the judge stands at the door. Brothers and sisters, take the prophets who spoke in the Lord's name as an example of suffering and patience. See, we count as blessed those who have endured. You've heard of Job's endurance and have seen the outcome that the Lord brought about. The Lord is compassionate and merciful. Above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear either by heaven or by earth or with any other oath, but let your yes mean yes and your no mean no so that you won't fall under judgment. Is anyone among you suffering? He should pray. Is anyone cheerful? He should sing praises. Is anyone among you sick? He should call for the elders of the church, and they are to pray over him, anointing with him, him with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick person, and the Lord will raise him up. If he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins one to another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is very powerful in its effect. Elijah was a human being as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and for three years and six months it did not rain on the land. Then he prayed again, and the sky gave rain, and the land produced its fruit. My brothers and sisters, if any among you strays from the truth and someone turns him back, let that person know that whoever turns a sinner from the error of his way will save his soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. Well, let's close with our Bible memory verse for April. James 4, verse 6, But he gives greater grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Amen to that. Friends, let's remember to walk in humility and to run away from complaining about each other. Good day to you and Godspeed. Oh, and happy Resurrection Day. He is risen.